As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey there, and welcome to Live Online from Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm Brody with a self-inspired show that uh, hopefully helps you somehow, empowers you, inspires you to uh, take steps to do things that are only going to make life even better. And I would know because I left my job in radio broadcasting to move back to the East Coast to uh, focus on my personal life and uh, the people in it. Thank you for watching. And uh, remember, as you watch, you can comment if you're watching in real time live, comment, you can ask questions from our guests, which tonight is all about living in what we're currently living in with, which is coronavirus and the quarantine. And I'm going to be talking with uh, Samantha from here in the Triangle in Raleigh, who just started working from home and they have a two-year-old and they've got a dog. I know for some people, it's going to be their first time working from home. So we want to help answer questions. If, if you're having a rough start with it, then what are some of the things that you can do to help your day, to make it easier? Samantha's going to help with that. But first, we've got Josh Zach from News Radio 680 WPTF and 98.5 here in the Triangle. Hey, man. Hey, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. It's uh, always a pleasure to be on the radio with you. It's, we've been doing it a while. Yeah, we have. And now we're like, you can actually see us. It's like the bald men's club. I'm not sure that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So obviously you've been following the coronavirus and everything that surrounds it. And so my first question is, I know you're going to give us some stats and give an update, but what are some of the things that we can do besides washing our hands with hot water and soap for 20 seconds, uh, which seems to be the first thing that everyone says to do, and then to practice social distancing, which started as like three feet and now it's gone to six feet and now not being in groups of any more than 10 people. What else can we do? Those practices are the best things to start with. And what it comes down to is just making sure that you're taking care of your own because if you get infected, it's like any other sickness. You're going to be carrying that. You're not going to know it for a while until you start to become symptomatic. And that's what's called asymptomatic. And while you're walking around asymptomatic, you're infecting other people. So in a time like this where there's no vaccine, there's no way to treat coronavirus, they're asking people to just to do their best to stay away from each other and uh, keep yourself uh, as clean as possible because anything that you touch 
could transmit something to you. And we're learning new things every day about coronavirus because, again, this is so new that uh, the surfaces that it can live on, they're finding out it could live for 24 hours if it's on cardboard. It could live uh, for several hours on copper. They're testing different types of surfaces. So it, this is one of those stories that is constantly evolving and changing statistically. Do the five is what they're calling it, right? So do the five, wash your hands often with uh, soap and hot water, cough in your elbow, which for me, anytime I sneeze or cough, I do it into my elbow instead of your hands. Don't touch your face, which ever since they started saying, don't touch your face, that's all I feel like I've been doing is touching your face. <laughs> exactly. right? Every day I'm like scratching, stay here. It says three feet, but it's six feet apart. And if you're feeling sick, stay home. So and that's, that's the biggest one right there. Like fever, coughing, uh, what were the some of the other symptoms? Uh, lower respiratory issues. And we've all asked that question, what is lower respiratory? Because, you know, they always talk about the upper respiratory when, you, when you're having, you know, like a cough and maybe you're a little bit phlegmy or something like that. Uh, this lower respiratory disease is when you're having trouble breathing, shortness of breath, shallow breathing. Okay. Uh, now, what is the, if you feel like you need to be tested now, you talked earlier about sometimes walking around having it and you might not have the symptoms. That happened with actor Idris Elba, who said he didn't have any symptoms. He tested positive for coronavirus. And the only reason he got tested is because he had been in the vicinity of somebody who turns out tested positive for coronavirus. And that's a very uh, safe thing to do is if you're suspecting the possibility that you've been exposed to it, then you should probably consider getting tested. The trouble right now with that line of thought is there's still a shortage of the tests. So people who are asymptomatic may not be able to get that test. There are people who have called their doctors, said that they have a cough, said that they have a fever. They still haven't been tested. And the president was questioned earlier today during a press conference about members of the NBA and professional athletes and celebrities receiving tests while they are asymptomatic just to make sure that they're okay. And the president, as he usually does, dances around a question and walked into another line of discussion where he talked about the system being a bit broken. And I think that's a little bit what he was relating to with uh, you know celebrities and uh, people of stature uh, having access to a test that they might not need yet when other people do. So it's the availability of the coronavirus test is not, it's not like you could walk into any urgent care, any hospital and have the test administered. That's right. And they're still working on getting as many tests as possible. The state labs uh, administer the tests. The statistics that the state gives out are the ones that are done in, the own, uh, in, in their own health labs, but there are other privatized uh, industries, uh, hospitals and doctor's offices that are now verified to give the tests. And they're working on a test, an alternative test at uh, UNC Chapel Hill Hospital that they can hopefully get cleared through the FDA and the CDC and, and have that one available too. What, how much does it cost? As much as y you can ballpark it with and without insurance. Without insurance and with insurance, the, the question of costs to get tested, what we've been hearing is that the CDC and the federal government are going to carry the costs for the test. There is a question wow. to treatment. If uh, a doctor recommends uh, different types of uh, treatments, regiments of whatever, because again, we don't have a 
a specific treatment for this yet because there is no uh, vaccine. So they're still working on, um, you know, different ways to treat this. The biggest thing is when people are symptomatic, we're hearing these different stories when we're watching uh, people doing live video with uh, national news networks and they're wearing the doctor's mask and they're talking about how terrible they feel and they haven't been tested yet and they just they just want to know. It's important to want to know if you're symptomatic. But the most important thing is if you feel symptomatic, then you have to quarantine yourself because you right. could be sharing this with other people. What I was getting to is that test can come back positive. If it comes back positive, you still have those symptoms. They still aren't sure how to treat you. What's the difference between quarantine and isolation? That's a good question. And quarantine is when you're feeling symptomatic, but you don't have a, a diagnosis yet. And if you have been tested, but those test results haven't come back yet, they want you to go into a quarantine. Isolation is once you have been uh, confirmed positive for coronavirus, then you are in isolation and you are ordered to stay in isolation until you're uh, medically cleared, which could be 14 days or longer. Now, if you end up having the uh, coronavirus like Tom Hanks and his wife had it, Id Idris Elba uh, has it, they seem to be saying, we're okay. So what is the expectation when you have it? What, what are the reports saying besides what we've heard? And that's a great question. Uh, we're talking about this every day. And everyone seems to be having a, a, a hodgepodge of results. Some people are having a really difficult time with it. And it those difficult times fall through all different types of age groups. The heaviest areas of risk are with the elderly community, people who have chronic diseases, issues uh, that they deal with on a regular basis. Tom Hanks is diabetic, and that's a disease that is considered high risk if you uh, contract the coronavirus. But some people can walk around and you know be confirmed positive and have no symptoms, no fever, no cough, uh, but be positive for it. Is pregnancy a factor for high risk? They just uh, put that in the uh, the measures today that uh, women who are pregnant are considered high risk. Well, Josh Zach from uh, News Radio 680 WPTF in 98.5 here in the Triangle in Raleigh, Durham. Thank you for the uh, updates. Do you guys have toilet paper? <laughs> Funny story. <laughs> a couple weeks ago, before the uh, the shopping craze, yeah, the shelves. The, a couple weeks ago, before the shopping craze really hit and people started raiding the shelves, I had gone to a Sam's Club, and I was in the aisle for the paper products, and I'd noticed that there was nothing left, and there was a brand that I'd never bought before, and there was Charmin. And first, I don't really care to use Charmin, and it's just overpriced. I think it's overpriced. So. I went with the other brand and it's a box of 45 rolls. And again, this was two and a half weeks ago. I didn't think anything of it at the time because we hadn't been having this explosion of cases locally. Uh, but I don't understand the run on toilet paper. I really don't. Yeah. Well, I heard in a press conference today, it sounded like they're going to start uh, limiting how much you can get because they're saying, hey, take as much as you need but not more because other people need toilet paper, which I think there are alternatives. You got to have food. So yeah, that's, and we know the old, uh, the old cliche of a neighbor going next door for, uh, to borrow a cup of sugar. We're going to be knocking on our neighbor's doors asking if they can spare a square. But the one thing you're not going to have to ask your neighbor for apparently is alcohol because there seems to be no shortage of that at all. So well, ironically, uh, alcohol is one of the things that can clean the surfaces, but not the kind that you can drink. Right. That kind of alcohol is in shortage, short supply. 
rubbing alcohol. Is it? Oh, yeah, because it's one of the things that's uh, used. The isopropyl alcohol is one of the uh, things that can help sanitize surfaces. And that's one of the things that uh, started getting a run on uh, in the stores, that and Purell. And then when people couldn't get hand sanitizers, they started buying up the rubbing alcohol because uh, rubbing alcohol can be used to make a homemade hand sanitizer. There you go. I've seen I've seen videos of that. But Josh, Zach, thanks uh, for talking and uh, for c- confirming some of the stats and uh, and the updates that you know on coronavirus. Yeah, thanks for having me, and I just uh, hope everyone stays safe, especially millennials, because uh, that's an age group that we're finding out is uh, showing a little bit of invincibility right now. They're kind of ignoring some of the rules, yeah. and yeah, just don't go out. Don't go out. Don't go the out. Be- the yeah. beach is going to be there a couple months from yeah. now, and you can enjoy it then. And that's why like a lot of restaurants and bars are now only takeout and drive through. And thank God that uh, Uber Eats has decided to waive their delivery fee. So it, it seems like things are, you know, com- businesses are, are working together and it's all about plugging the businesses, especially the local businesses that, you know, you got to show love to these local businesses. And there are businesses like landscaping companies, they can still, you know, show up to properties, do their job, and you don't have to worry about a proximity issue. So we got to give some love to the uh, to our, our local businesses. And you can feel free to comment your favorite local business, wherever it uh, may be, wherever you're watching. Josh, Zach, thanks. Thank you. And when's the last time you were six feet next to the guy that cut your grass? That's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you later. Take care, buddy. We talked about giving love to your favorite local businesses. That, that's something we've been doing nonstop. Again, restaurants, takeout, the drive-through, uh, Uber Eats, and lots of other businesses as well. You could buy gift cards. That's the easy thing you could do. Go online, and now internet is no longer a luxury. It's it's a necessity, especially if you're working from home. And uh, we're going to be talking with uh, Samantha from here in the Triangle in the Raleigh-Durham area, who's a mom. She just started working from home today. But, uh, you know, they're saying that if you need to go to the grocery store, then get what you need, but not more than what you need. So there's enough for everybody to go around. So we don't have to keep seeing this. Got to say a big thank you to uh, all the medical staff on the front lines. You know, I've been seeing this on social media. Not all heroes wear capes. So thank you to all the nurses. I have multiple friends that are nurses and, uh, you know, they go in, they do what they do, no matter how they feel all the emergency personnel, first responders, paramedics, but even the people who keep the backup systems um, working properly at the hospitals and such. So thank you to everybody who's who's playing their part, even the people who work at the grocery stores. Okay, some of you have been working from home for the first time. I know, uh, Samantha, you pronounce your last name, please. Oh, hey, da Moya. Today was your first day of work from home, working remotely? from home? Today wasn't. Um, I actually will be starting to work from home um, this coming Friday. And I actually chose to continue to stay in the office. I have been given the option to work remotely and I am going to. But uh, while I do still have my daycare option, I'm going to go on ahead and allow my daughter to continue going to daycare so that I can do as much in the office before coming home. So that when I do come home and I actually prepare myself to work, I'm going to have all of the things that I need. Um, Because one of the most important things about working from home is making sure that you're prepared to do it. It's having the equipment to work from home. A lot of companies today, um, unfortunately, with everything that's going on right now, they weren't prepared to send several people out into the field to work from home. Uh, So this is going to be a learning experience for a lot of companies as well as they're starting to send some of their employees to work from home for the first time. So it's not just you know, 
the employee coming home and working. It's the company also experiencing what can we do to send our employee home to work and how can we prepare for something like this. They are usually prepared to send home a couple of people primarily like your administrative employees, uh, somebody like HR, because I do HR work. And, you know, a lot of times for me to work from home, it's a lot easier for me to get home, set up a computer and work. But when you have people who work in your accounting department who do accounts payable, accounts receivable, um, you have line workers, people who are on the front lines of uh, a bank, because I work for a financial institution, it's a lot harder to get them home and set up to actually work from home. So again, like number one rule when learning to work from home is actually be prepared. Know that you have the right stuff to do it. The banks aren't open then. You could go through, can you, is it just going through the drive-through? You can't walk into a bank now, right? To, well, to actually, actually, the banks are still open because they are considered a necessity, just like the gas stations are considered a necessity. Grocery stores are considered to be a necessity. Banks are still open because it is a necessity. Otherwise, people are may have difficulty um, getting money if they need to go and get money, even though, you know, you've got the cash machines outside, you have to think that at some point in time, um, if everyone is going to the grocery stores the way they are and buying everything off the shelf, you can only imagine that people are also going to cash machines and pulling out all the cash. So, you know, banks are still open, so people can actually still go in. The procedures to go into a bank, though, have changed just a little bit. Like, for instance, with us, um, we actually have a lot of our members who are calling before coming to make sure, first of all, that we are there and that we're prepared for them to come in. I actually work for a cooperative bank uh, that specializes in agricultural lending. So what we do is different. We're not set up like Bank of America or BB&T. You know, we primarily work with the farming community. So our farmers, when they're doing their banking and things like that, it's different. It's not like we're a cash facility. We don't carry cash like Bank of America and stuff. All of it's going to be a different kind of lending. A lot of it is going to be drafted and um, money sent to their accounts. Erica so, is saying the bank in Kenley is only open in the drive-thru. Nobody can go in. So I guess maybe it's on a bank-to-bank -bank case basis and maybe go to your website and look. Yeah, and a lot of banks are going to be setting up their own rules right now. And so that's the one thing that you're going to have to look at before you even try to go into your banking facility is checking to make sure that they are going to be open or that they are available in the smaller communities, you know, along the East Coast, like you're thinking about someplace like in New Bern or something like that. Uh, Swan Quarters, places like that are very, very small communities. They're not very big. Uh, chances are they're not going to be open. They will be closed. Um, places that are highly populated like Raleigh. Uh, a lot of the banking here is going to be closed as well, the, the facilities, and probably have drive throughs open. I, I haven't been to a bank in a really long time. I hate to admit it because I do everything online. <laughs> I, I mean, I haven't had to do a whole lot of face-to-face -face banking, so I can't even really tell you what they're doing right now. Well, some people have safe deposit boxes at banks, So, but granted, that could probably wait. Whatever's in there can wait because it seems like the whole world is on hold right now anyway, so... And yes, we all are on hold. So, you know, bringing it back to the idea of working from home, you know, you feel like the world actually stops when you actually have to come home and work, especially for parents, um, whether you're a mom or you're a dad coming home and having to work and maybe the daycares are closing and now you have a child at home. It's a different situation. Um, before having Leah, I didn't have any issues working from home because I could come home and I could work 
all day. I could work however many hours I needed to to get the stuff done. And uh, now with a kid, it is it is very different with my daughter because being home with her means when she sees me, there's going to be a, a level of expectation she's going to be holding because now we're home together. So for her being home with mommy means, hey, you know, we're going to have a fun day. We've got, you know, we're going to do stuff, you know, and my child's only two years old. So she doesn't understand that when I pull out my laptop, it's because I have to work. She's looking at that and being as young as she is. She, I hate to admit that my child actually knows how to use an iPad better than I do. And she's, <laughs> she isn't quite two yet, but she, she can actually turn her iPad on. She can find her favorite YouTube video. She is definitely a very savvy child when it comes to technology. Same thing with the phones. Um, she can use, a, you know, she can grab your phone from you and find the actual YouTube app. She knows what it looks like. She can wow. find it, she's open smart. it up, and watch her videos. And, you know, but it's scary because all the kids, around that age are like that now. Kids who have grown up in in this type of environment with that kind of technology are good with technology. So as a parent, you have a couple different options when you're working from home. And, you know, you have to remember that one of the things you're going to want to evaluate, and it's something I, I have to do, is I have to recognize what parts of the day am, am I the most productive. So for me, I'm most productive first thing in the morning. So I, if I have to work from home, I'm getting up at least two hours prior to Leia waking up. So I can at least open up my email, look at the emails, see if anything came in overnight, if there's anything that I need to reply to right away, if there are things that I need to go on ahead and set up to get my day started. So with Leia waking up, you know, eight, nine o'clock in the morning, sometimes I can get three to four hours worth of work done before she's even awake. You know, then I have the morning to be with her to do her breakfast, to sit down and watch, a, you know, a few shows with her to do a couple of different activities. And then, you know, we're having lunch and then she is ready for a nap. So by about 1130, 12 o'clock, she's going down for a nap and she's sleeping for maybe two, three hours. So now I'm getting another two to three hours of work in to get more stuff done. And then after that, you know, she'll get up from her nap. And now we're getting ready to get into our afternoon to start doing more things. We're getting snack time done. We're getting ready for dad to come home, get dinner ready. And then, you know, we're sitting down as a family, we're having dinner. And right before I got in here, it was bath time and then a bottle and bedtime. And, you know, 15 minutes before I'm getting on here, she's finally asleep. And this is an everyday routine. And so another part of being prepared to work from home is having a routine. So that's another thing to keep in mind. What is your regular routine at work? How do you do things at work? And what is your routine at home? So you have to learn to combine both of them only for it to actually work. Businesses like are probably going to have to work with their employees on being a little bit more flexible, especially because kids are out of school. It's going to be a few weeks. And so now the expectations for managers and companies are also going to have to, they're going to have to be more flexible. So earlier you did talk about companies having to be prepared as well. And now with technology, I think technology, you know, a lot of times we've been getting drilled into our heads, put the phone down and be present, you know, when you're speaking with somebody, when you're in a meeting or when you're speaking with your significant other or, or whatnot. And now it's, you really do have to lean on technology. So now you have software like Zoom to be able to do video conferencing and, and webinars and, you know, you have Skype and you have social media. So preparing your staff, training them how to use the software, 
for me, I've experienced in, in this software, it's not hard, but like you said, it's about being prepared. And, and I know a, a lot of this stuff happened pretty quickly, right? How many days, when did your uh, bank announce that people are going to be working remotely? Monday. We just announced it on Monday that our staff would start, some of our staff would have to start working from home. A lot of the staff that's going to be working from home, like I said, is going to be administrative people who are not frontline working with our members every day, because those are the people that we can actually get set up quite quickly to work from home. A lot of them have had the ability to do that. So, you know, that's where we were ready and prepared. Now, were we ready and prepared for everybody to go home at the same time and making sure that we had everything arranged on the back end with our IT department for them to go home. No, not necessarily, but we had spent already the better half of about a week and a half trying to prepare ourselves for that. So there was a lot of conversations that were happening on the back end before we actually ever formally made an announcement to our staff that we were going to start sending people home. As we started to see the situation progress here in North Carolina, we started having these conversations when we had our first case in North Carolina. The day that we had sent out our first announcement to our staff was within an hour, a second case was announced in North Carolina. And so as these things have started progressing, we were already uh, taking the steps to implement a business continuity plan. So a business continuity plan is what has gotten us to where we are now. And we formally launched that business continuity plan on Monday when we stated we are going to start sending people home and then it became effective as of Wednesday. So as of today, our business continuity plan has been put into place. A lot of other businesses have already done this. They've been working on this. Um, but, you know, again, there were a lot of things we had to look at on the back end to ensure that our staff that was going to be working from home were prepared to work from home. And again, it all comes down to our IT department and having those discussions with them because when you have a lot of people logging into a network off-site, you have to make sure that your system is going to be able and prepared to carry that many people logging on remotely. So especially when you're working in, in um, a company like mine or other companies that have that ability like Google and um, SaaS, they all have these um, extensive and expansive systems that are set up to have these big firewalls. And, uh, you know, if you get someone who's working from home and say they don't have the proper items to log in, um, like we use a VPN, which allows us, a, uh, I guess, a level of security clearance to log on to our systems through a backend, then we're able to actually log into our systems and utilize them. Otherwise, we can use our own personal Wi-Fi and internet, but we're not going to be able to access the system without actually utilizing our VPN first. So again, when I say you have to be prepared and know what you're doing, you know, you have to make sure you are ready to come home, have the proper equipment, your setup, you know, how to use everything and log in in order to do your job. Well, luckily, you know, a lot of IT people can also talk you through that. So, and now with technology being what it is, you know, you can get tutorials on YouTube if your company hasn't shown you how to use a certain kind of software. You know, we have access. As long as you have internet, you have access. And and so it sounds like communicating with your office, communicating with your company on what the expectations are. And, and, and businesses, to some degree, are going to have no choice but to be somewhat flexible, especially with people who are parents and whose kids are uh, out of school. So. And and what a lot of people should do, too, before they ever go out to work remotely, like you said, is find out what your company's expectations are. There are some companies that allow their employees to work remotely, but they are expecting you to perform 
on an hourly basis. So, you know, they, they are more or less, they're looking at how many hours you're logging and actually working versus some companies that are going to base it on output. They don't care how many hours you're working in a day, but they want to know that you're getting your job done. So they're, they're going to look at output versus number of hours spent working. And a lot of times when companies have people who are regularly working remotely, they're looking at output versus, you know, that hourly, how much time is this person spending logged in and how much time are they actually spending working? And um, right now, a lot of companies are trying to figure out how, how are we going to gauge how the employees are working, but they also know that they have a lot of employees, like you were saying, that do have families. So they are having to, to give in and offer that flexibility to allow people to, you know, amend their schedule so that they can work around having their family and being with their families because they're going to need that time as well, as well as working and, you know, being able to commit the time to their jobs. Is the best, so you're, is the best way to maybe schedule your day if you're working from home for the first time, if you have uh, a child or kids first work out the schedule of, of what their needs are going to be throughout the day and then build your work day around that schedule? Well, you know, since, Leia goes to daycare. I'm fortunate enough that they have her on a schedule. So I work off of the schedule that daycare has provided because she is accustomed to that schedule Monday through Friday. And then she has her schedule she does with us on, on Saturdays and Sundays. So I definitely find out what the schedule is at daycare. What time is she having breakfast? What time is she having a snack? What time is she going down for her naps? Because she's been in that schedule and on that agenda for such a long time. That is what she's going to be doing when she comes home. So for me, it's going to be okay. I understand what her schedule is at school. What is my work schedule? And again, it's starting at where, what, what parts of my day am I the most productive? So you're going to look at when you can be the most productive. And for me, uh, I'm most productive first thing in the morning. So I typically like during the week, if, if I'm, when I am getting up with light, I'm getting up at 530 in the morning. I'm not going to change that part of my schedule. I'm going to continue to get up at 530 in the morning, right. but because I know I don't have to get her up for a few more hours because she actually at daycare isn't going to have her first snack or breakfast until eight o'clock or eight 15. I have from about five 30 till about eight o'clock to do what work I can to get started. Then, you know, she'll get up and, and again, you know, we'll spend a couple of hours and by about 1130 she's having lunch and then she's getting ready for a nap. So, you know, there's three hours, about three and a half hours there I'm spending with her and then she goes down for her nap and then she's asleep for about two to three hours. My child is very lazy. She, she loves <laughs> napping. So I'm very fortunate. So she'll go down and she'll, she'll take a nap for about two, three hours. Now I'm sitting back down in front of a computer and I'm doing an additional two to three hours worth of work. So, you know, once I, I'm able to get that done and, and pin down, then, you know, she's waking up and then we're doing a snack. I can sit her down in front of the TV for a little bit and I can sit on the couch with her with my laptop and do a little bit more work. I can, you know, um, call employees if it's necessary, jump on conference calls, things like that. So, you know, it's learning to integrate both that lifestyle of being at home, but also working. She's not still in daycare, right? Well, she is. To, yes, I actually, because my daycare is still open, I am going to utilize them for the remainder of the week so that I can. Stop that at all? I am nervous because even though the daycare is asking us the right questions as far as, you know, if we're having symptoms or if we have family members that are having symptoms, I am more nervous about parents 
who are in a tight situation, who, you know, their jobs really, you know, they really depend on being at work and to be compensated that they need the de- they need to have their child there at daycare that maybe someone may not be 100% honest because they have to provide for their family. So yeah, as a parent, I'm definitely nervous that somebody else may not make the best decision um, because of what their personal needs are financially, and they may still take their child to school thinking, well, you know, they just have a small fever. It's not anything I have to worry about. Or, you know, they have a runny nose and oh, they should be fine. Um, and then still bringing their child to school and then possibly exposing, you know, other children at the daycare to the virus. And then, you know, your child's bringing that home to you. Right. So I do get nervous and that's why, you know, um, I am going to go on ahead and start working remotely after probably starting Friday, I'm going to actually start working remotely from home. My goal was to try to get as much done in the office. And then as soon as I was able to get myself together and put together my own agenda and my list of tasks to be home for the next two weeks, then I, you know, I'm able to come home because then now I know I have a list of things that I need to accomplish for my job. And it's going to be important to people understand, you know, what are, what are your total duties? What do you have? What are your responsibilities? What can you carry home with you? What can't you carry home? I know a lot of people already have routines for good distractions for the kids. Some of the things that I saw Josh Gad, AKA Olaf from frozen uh, (laughs) is doing like live readings on Twitter to kids uh, anywhere. Uh, as long as you're following uh, Josh on Twitter, Josh Gad, J-O-S-H-G-A-D for story time, which I think is brilliant. And, you know, one of the things that I, I really started thinking about was the fact that we have all this technology. And again, we're so used to hearing, get, you know, get off the phone, be present, you know, stay in the moment. But now I think we need to rely on uh, technology more than ever. You have Netflix, you have Hulu. And this is pretty cool. I just read yesterday that Netflix has uh, teamed up with Chrome, Google Chrome, where you can now do a viewing party. You can schedule a viewing party. So you can watch a movie or whatever it is and you can schedule. So it syncs uh, anyone you invite. So you're watching the same thing at the same time and you can be messaging like on the right side of the screen, which is really cool. So you've got that going with Netflix. And that yeah. sounds like girls night all the way around. It's just got, it's spelled all over it. (laughs) (laughs) You still have Skype. I know not everybody uses Skype. You have Skype. You can, you can be kind of in a, in a social situation up to 50 people. Now I was reading some people had to postpone their wedding, understandably so. But then I read somebody else's like, oh, we have to cancel the kid's birthday. Why? You got to get creative. Now's the time to be creative jump on Skype or, you know, you could use Zoom for, you know, for personal as well and have everybody jump on everyone you were going to invite. Yes, it's not the same thing, but you're now you're not canceling a kid's birthday party. I saw somebody today say, hey, could we do a virtual social today at five o'clock? And I'm like, that's brilliant. Like a virtual social, because odds are a lot of people are working from home and maybe you grab a drink out of the fridge and now you can do a virtual cheers. It's about getting creative. Now's the time to use social media more than ever. Well, if you would have told me I could have had a drink, I would have had <laughs> it with me. You didn't tell me that. You told me I was going to be on your show. And I'm thinking to myself, I got to, I got to, you know, I got to be kind of professional. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, 
We didn't want you half in the bag. That's right. But, but again, you know, this is a time where we really need to lean on technology. You can stay in touch with your loved ones and absolutely and FaceTime and this all. So, and, 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 and I think now not everybody thinks that way, but get creative just because we're quarantined doesn't mean we can't be social. Doesn't mean that you have to go stir crazy, you know, besides maybe going out for a walk uh, somewhere, you know, in your neighborhood or anything, you can get connected with people uh, via social media and these video conferencing tools. So, Absolutely. And you know what? The kids, they like using FaceTime. I know Leia loves to do it. We FaceTime uh, with her uncle last night and he lives in Morrisville and she just had the best time. So, you know, you do want to be creative with your kids and remember you've got to do things to keep them active throughout the day so that, you know, when you do need to work, you can because they're already tired or they're sitting down, they're watching a movie. You know, don't be afraid to be creative. Let your kids do the things that you said. I'm not going to let you do that. Today is going to be the day you can do whatever you want to <laughs> do. You know, bubbles in the house. We've got, you know, bubble machines. Leia loves bubbles. That's like her thing right now. So, we you know, we can take her outside and put her on the patio and you know, stand out there with her, of course, but throw the bubble machine on and she can stay entertained for hours and run around in the yard. And she's just as happy doing that as she is anything else. I'm glad there's so many things working in our favor, like with still having access to drive through and being able to do takeout and Uber Eats, uh, waiving the delivery fees, you know, to make it easier for all of us, especially, you know, people who have to work from home now and you know and you guys have a dog too so you know we it, have three and, dogs oh my gosh so three like we're at work it's almost like there's so many distractions people walking into your office and all these distractions mm -hmm. but then you know what you get home and you're like ah oh, no distractions but if you have pets and you have kids it's a new <sighs> set of distractions right so well i'll be the first to tell you i have adhd so anything is a distraction if I'm not taking my medication. So if you have ADHD, remember to take your medication first thing in the morning too. Otherwise, you're just, you're all over the place. And, you know, I can be that way too. Um, so for me, you know, I have to have a structured day. If I'm going to do anything, it has to be structured. But, you know, it's like, yeah. I don't want to say it's vacation, but when you're home, enjoy yourself too. Remember to take your breaks as well. Just like you do in an office, you get up, you walk around, you talk to your colleagues. It's the same thing at home. Get don't outside, feel like you have to be stuck. Break. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, don't feel up, like you have to be stuck in a seat. Get up, do something else. Um, yeah. Go outside, play with your kids, take the dogs for a walk. And, you know, if you just, again, the same way that you have your work schedule, the same schedule you put your kids on, you can combine them. You'd be surprised how easy it would be to work from home. But I think for a lot of people, it's some people don't feel like they can do it because of the distractions. But, you know, you can actually put some of your own distractions in. Oh, by the way, I wanted to mention this really quick before we go. Mm -hmm. Coloring books. Uh, I'm going to give a plug to uh, the country station I'm on, 94.7 QDR here in the Triangle area. They have coloring books that uh, you can go onto the website and and download and i've seen other people doing that so lots of people reading story time you know live on social media and, and coloring books so you know if you look around online there are distractions you can find so give your uh, kids give your kids wrapping paper and pieces of tape and <laughs> oh you yeah. have if you have a glass door in your house or your windows, open up your blinds, give your kids uh, wrapping paper, give them tape and let them go to town. Don't give them stickers. 
I said, yeah. give them tape yeah. <laughs> and give them wrapping paper and let them, you know, put that stuff all over the windows. Let them get creative too, because they'll really enjoy it. Give them finger paints, stuff like that. Samantha, thank you for uh, being on the show and for sharing for your me, home experience and, and good luck with that. Thank I know you. you've done it before. Good luck. Now you guys have a two-year-old, so good luck and be safe. Thanks. You guys too. I appreciate everyone watching. Will do. A reminder, if you have any local businesses, wherever you are, give them some love on social media, restaurants, whoever it may be, because they also need the help right now. Uh, at a time where some businesses are really suffering and businesses slow down. Again, gift cards, I think across the board is the best way to support any business. That's, I think that's, that's the easiest way. So also, again, some of the local radio stations, Curtis Media Group has teamed up with the Food Bank of Central and Eastern North Carolina, where you can virtually donate food. A another way to help the people in your community, and uh, that's what it's all about helping people. And a reminder, another way to do that is when you're at the grocery store, not overdoing it, get enough of what you need, but keep enough for others who need as well. I hope that this has helped for those of you who are working from home. And uh, if you're working amongst other groups, again, people who are in the supermarkets and everything, thank you for what you are doing. You're kind of helping the world continue to function. You can always watch this on demand at brodyradio.com and keep the conversation going. And you can reach out to me via email, social media, even record a uh, audio message on the bottom of the website at brodyradio.com. Be safe. And remember the to do the five, wash your hands often, uh, 20 seconds with hot water and soap, cough in your elbow, cough or sneeze in your elbow. Don't touch your face, which has been really hard for me. Uh, stay more than six feet away. Uh, that's the update now. And if you're feeling sick, stay at home. And you would think that that's a given, but it's, it's not always. Thank you for watching. Be safe. And remember, get connected, stay inspired, be happy. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.